Want to know what it's like to build a successful brand? Then grab a cup of coffee and join me for a conversation with Connor Flynn, founder of RX Coffee and Immortal Martial Arts. Ready for the episode? Let's go. Welcome to the Social Media Lawcast. I am your host, social media attorney, Ethan Wall. Yes, a social media attorney is a real thing. And we use this podcast to talk about all things about social media and the law. But we also, from time to time, get the chance to talk with uh, influential people in the social media space and successful entrepreneurs just like you who are building successful brands and successful businesses. And today, I've got the pleasure of speaking with a great friend of mine, Connor Flynn, coffee and fitness junkie, the founder of RX Coffee, the co-founder of Immortal Coffee, and the co-founder of Immortal Martial Arts Center. Without further ado, Connor, what's going on, my man? Happy to be here and uh, talk to you. It's been a while. It has been a while. So, you and I first met years ago when I had a lot more hair at the time. (laughs) Over at um, CrossFit Vita, um, I believe down in Brickell, doing CrossFit and stuff together. Um, tell me what what inspired your passion for for fitness. Uh, I look at it as meditation and medication. You know, uh, it's what keeps me happy. It keeps me from being an angry person, and just living an overall healthy li- lifestyle, from sleeping better to just being nicer to people whether it's CrossFit or, or running or lifting weights or doing martial arts, it's just something that for like, you know, it's not always just, yeah, looking, trying to keep in shape is one part of it. But I think for the mental aspect and the health and clarity I always get from it is, is number one. And that's paramount. Totally. Now, how did you end up transitioning from, you know, what I'll call run of the mill fitness, lifting weights, CrossFit, that type of stuff over into mixed martial arts? Uh, well, I'm not a fighter or anything. When I was younger, I used to want to do that. Uh, but the coffee business is what led me to owning a, a gym with a UFC fighter. So I didn't co-found Immortal Martial Arts Center. I was already business partners uh, with Matt Brown. His nickname's The Immortal. He's a, a UFC legend. Uh, he's tied for the most knockouts in UFC history, most fights in the UFC welterweight division. Uh, his next fight's coming up December 4th. And he sort of is immortal because he's 40 years old now. He's still fighting in the UFC and most guys taper off after about six, seven years in that organization. But it was all the coffee business with RX Coffee that led to Immortal Coffee that, that led to being having a gym outside Columbus, Ohio with Immortal Martial Arts Center. But I've always been into doing jiu-jitsu when I was younger, but I stopped for over a decade just because of injuries and got into different fitness ventures. I like to vary in, in terms of what I do. But the whole path really started, because you remember me when I worked in the corporate world. Sure. Uh, it all started from just having an idea in my head for probably a year, year and a half, because I really enjoyed coffee. And I had started other businesses before. And I started going to these specialty coffee association expos with a friend of mine involved in the coffee business. And everything I learned about coffee just stuck in my head and I could regurgitate all the information. So that led to me, led me to saying, well, maybe I can start roasting coffee. So I just put a plan together and just started doing it. So when I was working in the corporate world, as you know, 
but I was hiding from my bosses at the time and everybody in my office. <laughs> I had started a, the first coffee brand, RX Coffee. So nights, weekends, just working, burning both ends of the candle, trying to build that business. And then eventually you got to take the leap of faith because that's what's going to make you happy. Um, totally. So it all, it all was based upon my passion for coffee and fitness molded together, just led me down this route. And where it continues to go, I, I don't know, but the businesses are always growing, never fast as fast enough as you would imagine it would. But for the most part, you know, I'm happy doing what I do. Obviously, there's certain days where you're just thinking to yourself, oh, my gosh, I'm dealing with this. or I got to manage these people or I got to you know, do this. But it's much better than wearing the costume, as I like to call it, the suit and tie every day to the office. You're wearing a costume like it's Halloween every day, pretending to be somebody you're not, have to talk a certain <laughs> way. And now I'm in like a performance type shirt and a hat and shorts sitting in a gym talking to you uh, at, at one o'clock in the afternoon versus sitting at a desk in an office. Yeah, I kind of imagine you're like the human embodiment of Fight Club, wearing your suit and tie during the day. You know, you, you leave, you start kicking ass. At, at MMA, and then you start roasting coffee kind of in the evenings, coming back to the office. You know, your boss is like, you know, and I had met your, your boss, I met your colleagues before, and they were, they were real cool dudes. But now you're coming in with like a black eye, you got like coffee stains and stuff on your shirt. And one day, you just kind of give up the facade, take the costume off. And I'm like, screw it. This is me. I want to be centering my life around the things that I love. It's fitness, it's MMA, it's coffee. And then it's not only doing these things for myself, but creating these visions, partnering with amazing people, bringing things to life, and then sharing them with other people who also enjoy those things as well. So it sounds like you've married your passion for these things with your business and now kind of made that into one of the same in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. So now when you're, you're working at the corporate world, uh, we got a couple things here. We've got RX Coffee, all right, and then we've got the uh, Immortal Coffee and the Immortal Mixed Martial Arts. Let's start with RX Coffee and walk through that journey, and then we'll kind of pivot over into, into Immortal. So tell me, how did um, you go from this idea of um, really passionate about the coffee business to dreaming up the RX Coffee brand? Where did that come from? And then how did you go ahead and bring it to life? So I started past businesses before when I first got out of grad school. And even when I was a kid, I started an internet game company when I was like 14 uh, to sell my video games online. It was called Games Unlimited, but it, I created this website and I didn't really have a ton of games to, to sell. And my dad was like, well, you created this business. That's impressive, but you don't have all these games that you're talking about. So you should take this down. <laughs> I had like 10 video games I was trying to buy, sell, and trade. Early days of the internet. So I've always been entrepreneurial at heart, but uh, some of those businesses I started after grad school with former clients of mine when I was in the investment, investment world, and I wasn't passionate about what we were doing. So then when I went back to work in the corporate world after those businesses did, didn't work out, uh, I said, I want to be passionate about what I'm doing. And when I find something that, that's there, I'll do it. But I got caught up in the rat race like everybody else. Where, oh, I'm making more money. I'm going to this company. and I can get a nicer car and I can get nicer things. And then but is this really making me happy? No, because you're just doing that to fulfill an empty desire or need. So when I found the coffee, I, I got kept getting more and more into coffee and learning about it. That's the most complex beverage in the world. Uh, <laughs> I've already had too much already. I should, I should have my, my coffee mug in front of me like you. I figured, man. I'm like, what's going on? I got my RX coffee in here. I thought maybe you'd be carrying the mug around, but that's cool. You, you know what? You can't promote it all at once. Exactly. So... 
with RX Coffee, I got the idea of doing it. And I think I wanted to call it like Primal Coffee Company or something else at first. And I remember talking to you and, and saying, how do I trademark this? Like, what's a good name to use? And obviously in CrossFit, doing the workout RX, the prescribed way, prescribed amount of repetitions. Uh, and so you I think you checked on it. You're like, well, RX Coffee isn't taken. So we filed a trademark for that. And I was like, okay, let's just start branding this and going after it that way and started planning it out. Okay, well, I got to get my, all my inventory, my bags and then I was just, I would wake up some mornings at four o'clock in the morning, go to a gym, brew coffee, sell coffee, then go shower, change, put on the suit, sometimes the tie, go to the office, work all day, then work out at night, work on coffee stuff at night, do events on the weekends, or even at night, go into gym and promote the gyms and promote the coffee company too. Um, so that, that journey is what led me, okay, well, I'm, you know, doing so much with this. Yeah, making good money in the corporate world, but my corporate job was suffering a little bit because I was focused on the coffee uh, that I said, well, I got to make the jump at some point because the biggest risk to me would be just staying there, being unhappy, making more and more money. If I was married and had kids, I would never be able to take that risk or that opportunity. So fortunately, uh, you know, some, some family helped back me a little bit so that I didn't go broke in the first few months to be able to pay my bills and everything like that and just took the leap. And it wasn't without a lot of speed bumps in the process because when I got the final trademark after, you know, a year, everything going well, there was another company. I don't want to get into it too much or discuss it because, you know, you never know what might come back to bite you, but somebody tried to cancel our trademark. So then I went through a trademark suit for about 18 months of trying to protect it. Uh, and that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> that I can sure. get into. So that, that is what led to Immortal Coffee. So my business partner, Matt, he was opening a gym and outside of Columbus, Ohio. And, you know, I'd sent him some, some RX coffee. And I think my uncle had just died at the time. I was at his funeral and uh, he said, Hey, do you do wholesale? I said, yeah, I do private label too. Cause we can fulfill these large orders. Like here's my number. Give me a call. I'd watched ton, tons of his fights before. He's been on Rogan's podcast and the, the mixed martial arts community is very well known. Uh, so we talked on the phone, sounded good. And then I had an idea. I was like, well, maybe we should just start a coffee brand called Immortal Coffee. He, I, so he, he texted me first, I think, or maybe I texted him and he said, I have an idea. I said, me too. So I called him. <laughs> and he's like, what's your idea? And, and I think I told him, he's like, well, I had the same idea. I was like, well, well, let me fly up there. I'll meet you. And we'll figure out if we like each other because if we, we don't get along, that'll never work. So I flew up there. We got along instantly, which is funny because the way Matt is a lot of the time, he doesn't like people right off the bat. So I joke with him now. I was like, what made you like me in the beginning? He's like, ah, I got a good feeling about it. So that's really what started the Immortal Coffee brand. And then I already knew how to launch it and going from there. So the Immortal Coffee was sort of a backup to RX Coffee if we couldn't use that name uh, and vice versa. So now we have the two coffee brands uh, and then uh, – because of the relationship with Immortal Coffee and being business partners his, with his gym, he said, yeah, I want to bring you to the gym. Why don't you do this? And it's like, yeah, I, I like South Florida. That's my home. Always end up there, be there. Um, and so I flew up the weekend – or no, I drove up actually the weekend after the Super Bowl was in Miami mm -hmm. to come up to Columbus area because he was going to fight in front of his hometown crowd. And this is like when the coronavirus was just starting. And so that he kept saying – why don't you move up here, help run the gym with me while I'm fighting? I said, nah, you know, I like Miami. I like everything there. I'm not sure if I want to own a gym. And 
but I always enjoy training jujitsu and things like that. My days of getting hit in the head sparring are way over. Uh, <laughs> so then about a week or two out from his fight, that's when the pandemic, you know, everything closed for a couple of weeks. It was two weeks to flatten the curve. And I was like, man, I can't go back to Miami. It's an epicenter. So I had some family down in Texas. I'm going to drive down there for a couple of weeks. I was down there for two and a half months uh, outside Fort Worth. So then I said, well, you know what? Maybe I should give this gym thing a, a shot. I always wanted to own a gym, a coffee company. Eventually I want to have a coffee shop you know, with a roaster in it, teach people about coffee, maybe a gym attached to it, have it all in one location. So I said, all right, let's give it a shot. So I've been up here a lot of the time. I travel back and forth to South Florida. So it's pretty cool having a gym. Uh, it's not without its hiccups as well. You know, there's always issues, but you have to train, you have to drink lots of coffee. So that's kind of the route it took, uh, the short, shortened version of it. No, it's, it's what's really cool about the route that you took is that so many of us, myself included, in life have these like grand plans of how things are going to go ahead and work out. And I know that from you, kind of in the insurance industry previously, we think about this stuff logically. Me as a lawyer, I think about this stuff logically. And then you and Immortal have this call and you guys just both have this feeling that like, mm, I think that we're kind of on the same page here. And you go and start following this feeling, following this intuition. And all of a sudden, look where life ends up. Probably a lot different than how you thought it would look five years ago. But now you're surrounded doing all the things that you love by following your passions, following your intuition and allowing life to take the twists and turns along the way that, that helped to lead you here, which I think is fantastic. And at the same time, what I love about your journey as an entrepreneur is you followed both intuition and you also took some very careful steps in the beginning. I remember when we first started talking about Primal Coffee, I think we probably ran a trademark search at that time and said, okay, maybe you can get this, maybe you can't. There are some other type of people that's out there. Then we floated RX Coffee and you're like, man, if this could be it. I would absolutely love it. And when we did that trademark search to see you know, what else is out there or not, it's, it was available for coffee. Uh, and while you had to duke it out with, with people later, you had contingency plans with Immortal and now you get to be passionate about both brands and do those things together, which I think is really cool. And so now we were talking about this right before we went on the air. You are running two different coffee companies plus doing kind of wholesale coffee. You're managing a gym. You're in Ohio today. You could be in Miami tomorrow. You could be with your family in Texas. How do you juggle it all uh, as kind of a, as an entrepreneur and a human being? You've got all these different passions and we know that you love it. But how do you go about juggling all the different brands, all the different responsibilities and keeping your mental health in check at the same time? Well, the good thing is the family moved to back to Florida. So everybody's down there. Uh, you know, time management's a big thing. So right now, I remember talking to uh, a friend of mine. He runs a, another business that's doing fairly well in terms of revenue. And he's, I was talking about, well, here's my issues. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. And he said, you got to duplicate yourself. So at a certain point, you have to realize you can't do everything. Uh, you can't control everything. There's people you need to hire. There's certain things you need to offload. You need to admit to yourself, okay, here's what I'm good at. Here's, and here's what I enjoy doing that I'm good at. Focus on those things and then realize, okay, I'm really bad at this, so somebody else should do it. So we're, I'm, I'm in that process now where I'm trying to recreate myself uh, to have somebody do a little bit of everything. So you've got to invest in people, 
got to manage your time. I try to be very organized with my schedule. I even know like, okay, this is the window I have to work out. I have to get that in. So if I don't do that, I'm going to be miserable. I have to get this. Up. I constantly have lists on my phone. And, and most people look at me and they think, oh, he's so organized. But in my head, I never feel organized. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but um, time management is always a big thing. I think with any business owner or entrepreneur, that, and you're ne- I'm never going to be less busy, right? So I'm always trying to improve on my time management because if I can save time, I have I can do more things. At the same point in time, you can't just work, work, work and not take time as a business owner to come up with ideas, to be creative, to plan things for the future. Because otherwise, you'll just be sitting kind of where you are and it'll be slower growth. So that's something I'd struggle with, too, Um, because putting those plans together. Yeah, you follow your intuition. I, you know, I guess I have followed my intuition. I never thought like, oh, I'm going to send this guy coffee that I sent a message to on Instagram to lead everything to where I am now, but you can't plan. You can plan the business stuff. Like here's the projections. Here's what I want to do. Here's what our goals are. But if you kind of follow your intuition, most of the time your gut feeling, I feel like is right for the most part. You can't lie to yourself about, Oh, I want this. And then lie to yourself. Well, this is my intuition. So it's really having time to plan and be creative. Cause I think most entrepreneurs are very creative and then have that tie in to organize your time efficiently. So there's certain things that's a, you know, best example is, would you go mop the floors in the gym for 10 or $10 an hour? No, that's not a good use of your time, right? So you got to, you know, as an attorney, most people, attorneys work on billable hours. So, you know, this is what my time's worth. I shouldn't focus on that. So sorry to give you that long winded answer, but no. that makes sense. But it, I still it, struggle with time management all the time. And so do I. And I think that so do, so are many people who are listening to this podcast because they're entrepreneurs too. We all... We all are kind of in this similar club in a sense when you're running or you're owning a business, which is how do we make the most of our time? How do we focus on the things that are most important? And I kind of always go back to this concept in my head of always heard work-life balance, right? I remember when I was when I was working for other law firms at the time and uh, you would hear, hey, look, our firm is really big about you know, work-life balance and, you know, making sure you get a little bit of both. I would always think to myself, who created this line between work and life? Like we, we all get 24 hours in a day. Um, we, we don't know how much time we're going to have in life and we have to make the most of our time that's there. And so when we balance work and life, really, it's just kind of balancing life in a nutshell. It's how do we fit in all the things that we want to do? How do we prioritize these things, as you say? Should I be working on the business plan? Should I be mopping the floors? And look, in the beginning, someone's got to mop the floors. I had to do invoicing in QuickBooks. I I have to both like on a daily basis, probably like you, think about how do I want to um, have these fun conversations with Connor and market a podcast while at the same time review a contract while at the same time doing my PPP loan forgiveness application. All of these things are important, but in the beginning, we as entrepreneurs kind of have to do all those things until we get to a point where we're like, look, if I keep mopping the floors, if I keep reviewing the same contracts over and over again, if I keep doing these administration things, I'm never going to be able to grow. I'm never going to be able to bring that vision to life and that struggle I think is something that all entrepreneurs share, probably most people share. And I'm sure a lot of people are kind of sitting here listening to the podcast right now doing this head nod that I'm doing, thinking, yeah, I'm glad that I'm not the only one that goes through this because I think people look at you or they might look at me and say, wow, it looks like you guys are doing a ton. You've got a few different brands that you run. You have all this. 
you must have cracked the code. And what they know is, hey, we're doing our best, but we're struggling through this just like you are. There, there is no code and there is no, there's no right or wrong way. I, well, there's some wrong ways to do it. There's no one path that's given or one cheat code that you can use. I'm not above any task. I still mop the floors most nights here. A lot of nights when I'm in town here at the gym, I still do a lot of things. You can't be above anything. But I think, you know, with entrepreneurs, everybody feels like, oh, you know, it must be nice. You can go work out in the middle of the day or you can do this. What they don't see is all the other hours that you're basically on, have to be on or working seven days a week. So I think it's important with the work-life balance of an entrepreneur is you have to take time to yourself. You know, whether, and I don't mean just people look at me and it's like, oh, you work out two or three times a day? You go run, you lift weights, you do jiu-jitsu, you hit the sauna. And I'm like, I have to do that to remain sane, but I still have to take the time to, you know, listen to a podcast that I enjoy doing or, if I am running outside on a trail to turn off my phone and not have that distraction to have my me time, to have your social time with your friends. But it's never, I think it's always going to be an endless battle that everybody will struggle with um, in terms of, you know, managing that time. But yeah. you got to realize what's important to you. Just like, just like it is, well, well, these are the important tasks to do for the business. What's important to me for my free time? Because if you can't do both, if you can't enjoy your free time in your life, then why are you doing this? Exactly right. It's what's the point? What's the point of it all? If you're not going to enjoy it, if you're not going to have fun, if you're not going to be moving forward, the things that you want to move forward in life. Now, I remember talking to you when you uh, closed down your office in, in Miami because you wanted to travel because you realized you were getting more burden and that's what you wanted to do. So I thought it was very admirable. And I love seeing when you're posting on Instagram, traveling around the country, I'm like, man, Ethan's out there. He's doing it. He's doing what he wants to do. And I appreciate it. And it's, it's, it's funny because, you know, I was equally as scared and equally as afraid to go ahead and do it and to think, can I go ahead and live this lifestyle? Can I go ahead and take this leap? And I think you mentioned that earlier is at some point, you just have to take the leap. You have to literally take that leap of faith that I have this safe and comfortable life where I am with a paycheck coming in or however it is that life looks like. But my dreams are are over some chasm, uh, over a cliff. That there's no way that I'm going to get to those dreams unless I unless I take the leap. And I don't know if I'm going to succeed, and I don't know if I'm going to fail. And we don't want to jump recklessly. We try our best to measure things out, to build an on ramp, to do something to make the leap as safe as it can be. But at some point, we all have to take the leap, or or we don't. And it's, it's awesome to see people like you going out there, taking the leap and showing people, hey, it's not that the journey's easy and it's not that it's without struggle, but would you go back to your corporate life, <laughs> right? <laughs> Could you ever see yourself reversing course and doing that again? Or kind of once you, once you leap, that's it. No, but there's plenty of times in the very beginning where you're like, I just walked away from all this money. What am I doing? <laughs> you question yourself. I've questioned myself or laid awake at night so many times. And you're like, what the, what am I doing? Is this right? Okay. Just keep going. Stay motivated. Cause you're like, most people aren't honest about that. I always find it's good to talk to people who are very honest about, look, even sometimes I'm like, what am I doing owner gym? Cause I don't like being in one place. The white picket fence, staying in one place, cushy job. That's never been for me. What you do going out traveling. Like I like traveling. I've been on 36 flights this year. You know, I've been to visit my sister in Hawaii. I've been to Colorado. I've been back and forth to Florida a bunch of times. I like going somewhere different every four or five weeks. I have no problem with that as long as I can enjoy some free time doing it. Uh, but to be very honest about everything, it's not easy. Uh, and 
yeah, any entrepreneur struggles with it. I think it's very good to be open and honest with those things. Sure. And I think it's true. I think there was a couple years ago, especially in the time of social media, where everybody wants to show how great their life is, how perfect everything looks, and not show the struggles behind what it is that we're going through. And I think this this new wave of kind of people being more authentic about, hey, look, I'm doing it, but I'm struggling too, is really important because it's true. And I think people are drawn to people who are authentic. And I think that by having these authentic journeys, you could say, I can follow my dreams and still struggle and still have setbacks and still have weaknesses and still have sometimes where I sit up at night in bed and be like, what the F am I doing? But that's real. And I'm sure Matt, I'm sure you, I'm sure any successful entrepreneur has gone through the same type of thing. And what we might call success, some people might think of in dollars and cents. But I think you and I probably measure success a little bit differently, which is, am I getting to live the type of lifestyle that I want to live? Am I being true to myself? Am I going out there and you know giving my passion whatever it has? And I think that's a level of success that no one could take away from you. And you can't see on a balance sheet. And I think that's what makes those late nights looking up at the ceiling fan thinking, what the heck am I doing walking away from a paycheck a little bit easier and over time gives you that gut feeling and that intuition that we're making the right call. Now, yeah, I have, you have to remind myself, I have to remind myself that at night, like, okay, I used to hate waking up in the morning and used to dread Sunday nights because I'm like, oh, I got to go back to the office on Monday. Now, now I almost look forward to Monday. I'm like, I can't wait to be able to do this and that again. Yeah, I'm with you. Now, now tell me, uh, you said earlier, there's no specific code, okay? But there are, there are things that I think each of us bring to the table or that each of us have learned along the way that might be able to help somebody else along the way in, in their entrepreneurial journey. What would you think is, is one piece of advice that you've got um, a young entrepreneur out there? Their dream could be something completely different. Their dream could be, I don't know, scuba diving through all of, uh, you know, all of the Pacific and kind of capturing this content, or maybe they're starting their own new clothing brand that they've always wanted to bring to life that offers something different. Uh, what's one piece of advice that you have for a budding entrepreneur that you think can help guide them on their journey? Uh, when you're doing your business plan, everything ends up costing two to three times more than you originally thought. <laughs> That's, so just budget that in. That's one thing I've always realized. If you think you have all the costs covered, it's always going to cost more. But I really think that the best piece of advice for especially young entrepreneurs, find something you're really passionate about. Don't just open the business, but then learn as much as you can about it or work. Like if you want to open a restaurant, go work in the kitchen, wait the tables, you know, be a bartender. You want to work in apparel, learn as much as you can. Read books about entrepreneurs. Like if, if you want a shoe company, listen to the audio book or read the book Shoe Dog by, by Phil Knight, the founder of Nike, because it talks about all his struggles, not his successes later on. You know, so learn as much as you can about that topic and take your time before you launch it. Because once you launch and you're 100% involved in that, that, that might be your only source of income, there's no turning back. You know, there is no, I, would, I think a friend we would always talk about, you know, plan, there is no plan B, plan B sets up plan A to fail. So it's you're all or nothing. But it's really just get yourself involved in the business you think you want to do and learn as much as possible. About it. I love it. And if, and if your goal, if your dream is to be in mixed martial arts, then you got to step into the ring at a mortal martial arts center and start rubbing elbows with Matt and, and rubbing elbows with, with Connor. Um, yeah, you got to, yeah, that's a, it's a, that's a journey that people, people see it and they think, Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Cause we also manage fighters here at the gym. We have people that fight, you know, there's so much to learn. So you got to just train, train, train. That's a full-time job in itself. And there's not a lot of money in that. 
know, I love it. Very, there's very few Conor McGregor's out there, Nate and Nick Diaz that you know made a big name for themselves. Yeah, but those people would have never made their names for themselves unless they got started, unless they took that first step. And so let's say now that people want to take the first step and they want to learn more about Immortal Coffee. They want to learn more about Immortal Martial Arts Center. They want to learn more about RX Coffee. Where could they find you guys on social media and follow along your journey and learn more about what you guys are doing? So the social media and the webpage are the same as Drink RX Coffee. That's all the social media and that's drinkrxcoffee.com. If you even forget that and you Google RX Coffee, you'll be the first one to show up. Uh, and then for Immortal Coffee, it's the, T-H-E, immortalcoffee.com. Somebody had Immortal Coffee domain taken. Uh, I don't think they've done anything with it. Uh, that's another piece of advice. If you have a domain you think you want, they're cheap online. Just go ahead and preserve it and look <laughs> for the domains. Bucks. <laughs> look for the domains. But you can always add on like drink for drink RX coffee or the for immortal coffee, just so you can get something similar. Uh, and then immortalmartialartscenter.com. Social media for that is uh, at immortal martial arts. Um, another thing is you know we're always trying to produce more content for things like that. So if people ever are out there wearing any of the gear for any of the coffee companies or the gym or drinking the coffee take pictures send them to us we'll give you a credit for it we'll post it up online um if you're ever in the columbus ohio area come by check out our gym um i don't know where to keep going with that but <laughs> yeah man no <laughs> for sure uh, come step in the ring and then i think that you said um that matt's got his next fight coming up on december 4th tell, tell us about that again so december 4th in vegas is a ufc fight night um, also a good friend of ours, Mickey Gall will be fighting on that card too. Um, I'm hoping they'll allow fans cause for the UFC fight nights, which are usually on ESPN, ESPN two or ESPN plus, they haven't been allowing fans in the apex, which is the smaller facility to have. I can see a few thousand in there. Um, so that'll be his next fight. He's tied for the most knockouts in UFC history with Vitor Belfort and Derek Lewis is still fighting. Everybody knows Derek Lewis. My balls are hot. That guy that did the crazy interview after one of his fights took off his pants <laughs> and uh in, in the cage when Rogan interviewed him. Uh so yeah, that's uh that's his next fight. Uh he's fighting a guy, Brian Barbarina. Should be a tough fight, uh, but entertaining fight. Excellent. Love it. Well, you know, I uh I can't wait to go check out the fight. I'm glad that we got to catch up today. Um to everybody else who's listening out there, if um if you wanna you wanna you wanna tag Immortal Coffee, please do. But if you wanna slide into our DMs here at the social media law firm, uh, because you're just a little bit too intimidated yet to get in the ring with Connor, and you wanna get in the ring with me, uh, you could find us on on all social media on uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn by following the Social Media Law Firm. Uh, if you like this podcast, great. Please subscribe. We'd love to have you on there. And what would really mean a lot to us is to go online and leave a review and say, Ethan, you're okay. But man, I loved hearing from Connor. I love learning about Immortal Coffee. I love the advice that I gave. Leaving those reviews, subscribing to the podcast itself is a big help. And, uh, and it would mean a lot to us to show Connor some love by leaving some reviews on the podcast as well. So we hope to see you guys on the next episode. But Connor, I love catching up, my man. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for, for joining me and can't wait to catch up and talk more again soon. Thank you. Stay caffeinated. <laughs> <You got it. laughs> I had to have that.